Welcome, my beloved friends, to A Hope Kingdom Ministry. Here, we're giving you food for thought. Our intention is to give you something more to think about. Today's message is Before the Fall. says pride comes before the fall, right? Well, actually, it says pride comes before destruction and arrogance before the fall. Let's um, read some scripture here. Let's go to, in Hebrew, Mishle, which is Proverbs 16, 18, and 19. I'll be reading in the NLT version. Pride goes before destruction, and haughtiness, which is arrogance, before a fall. Better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud. It's better to live humbly, you know, with a little than to have great spoil, great riches with somebody that's prideful. Now that's saying something. Let's read also Mishle, Proverbs 16, 18, and 19 in the AMP, the Amplified Version. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. It is better to be humble in spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud, with the haughty. Brothers and sisters, Yah, which to most of you, you call God or the Lord, hates pride. Our Heavenly Father hates pride with perfect hatred. He despises it. Pride and arrogance, haughtiness, are the very things that caused the son of perdition, God Rael, who now they call Hashitan or Satan to fall. That old dragon. This is what caused Satan to fall. His pride, his arrogance, and envy. He was jealous. He envied the Heavenly Father. He envied the great Yahuwah, the, uh, the Almighty One. He wanted to be worshipped like Him. He wanted His place. So you can see why our Heavenly Father hates pride and arrogance. Unfortunately, these spirits run rampant in most, if not all, churches and religious organizations. Of course, these things are in secular world. 
in what Christians call the world. But they should not be in what people are calling the house of God or the assembly of Yah. My beloved brothers and sisters, it just should not be there. Let's read Mishle again, Proverbs 16.5. This is also Amplified Version. Everyone who is proud and arrogant in heart is disgusting and exceedingly offensive to Yahuwah, Bible says the Lord. Be assured, he will not go unpunished. You hear that? Our Father strongly hates proud and arrogance, proud and arrogant people. Proverbs 21-24 also amplified version proud haughty scoffer are his names who acts with overbearing and insolent pride let's read uh, the NLT version in the same verses 21 and 24 mockers are proud and haughty they act with boundless arrogance. Boundless arrogance. Now let's read Corinthian Rijon, which is 1 Corinthians 13.4. We're going to read this in the ERV, which is the easy-to-read version. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. It does not brag and is not proud. It's not proud. Okay, let's keep going here. Let's go to Daniel, which is Daniel 5.20. And this is in the NLT. Now, we're talk- in this um, verse here, we- we're talking about the king Nebuchadnezzar. You know, he built this huge golden statue of himself and ordered his, the people to worship it. And, you know, he was a great king and a great leader. And, you know, I mean, he built, he had floating gardens, the whole bit. And he took credit for it. He didn't want to give a heavenly father, Yah, the credit. And this is what happened. But when, the Daniel 5.20 But when his heart and mind were puffed up, which is prideful, with arrogance, haughtiness, he was brought down from his royal throne and stripped of his glory. Oh boy, was he stripped of his glory. He was turned into a wild animal. He lived like a beast for seven years. Naked, no clothes on. Hair grew all over his body that was thick like feathers. His nails grew like claws, and he lived out there with the wild animals and lost it out of his right mind. Pride and arrogance got that to him. But Yahuwah, whom you call the Lord, was was merciful. He gave him back his kingdom after seven years, and he learned his lesson then. I want to add something else. There's another one to add to this list. And you may be surprised, a lot of people are surprised about this, but competition. Competition. You know, it never fails to amaze me with all the competitiveness in the church. 
pastors compete with each other, and that includes evangelists, prophets, prophetess, apostles, and bishops competing with each other. Choirs and worship teams compete against each other. I remember talking to uh, one brother, and he was a music director in his choir, and he's like, oh, we got house today, oh, we, we kick butt today. Well, our choir kicked their butt today. We got house. And so who or whom are you singing to or you're praising? You, you're singing to compete. You just forget about our Heavenly Father. He's not even included. You're singing for the people, for yourselves, which is a lot that's going on in gospel. I heard someone say, which I, I agree. Gospel, the gospel music stopped being a ministry when it became an industry. And I totally agree. There's so many of them out there that are not living right. They're just, it's a job. They're singing, making money. That's all. In, in gospel, there's no age limit. There's no size limit. You know what I mean? So, uh, and that's just not right. Not right. Now, I want to ask you, with all this competitiveness, choirs against choirs and pastors against pastors and assemblies against assemblies, aren't we supposed to be on the same team? It's one kingdom, and that's the kingdom of heaven. Actually, and that's, to me, that's the only ministry. That's why I said, a hope kingdom ministry, we're just a branch here on earth of the ministry, the kingdom of heaven. Pride and arrogance has no place in the church, in the assembly, in Christians, in believers, in ministers, in disciples, in ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven, nor competitiveness. You know, when when people say glory, they say glory to God, right? Where glory, you're supposed to be bragging on him, to brag on him, to, to boast about him. But we have a lot of vain glory. Vain glory is excessive pride in oneself or one's achievements. Oh, I look, I did this, I did that. The biblical definition is vain display or show. Oh yeah, some people really, really show up. You know, I've been in a situation where someone was talking to me about something, and, and it came up, and, and um, where we were talking about, and I mentioned, yeah, I did. I, I received a con- uh, congressional award from Congress, and before I could get it out good, there was somebody said, "Oh yeah, yeah, I have this. I have, look, look, look over there. I have five, five. I have five. I, I got five things. I got doctrines, and then." Their attention goes there, and then they turn around. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's it's nothing. Well, if it was nothing, why did you cut in the conversation and, and, and interrupt? You know what that is? That's false humility. False humility. And false humility is very prideful. When you find people... 
bragging on being humble, or some say humble. You know, they'll they'll tell you, you know, um, I'm a very, you know, I have a humble or a humble spirit. I'm, a, you know, I, I mean, I'm a very humble person. I mean, why don't you let that be said about you? And you know, a lot of, and in some cases, people who always bragging about them being humble, they're using it to uh, claim to to manipul- manipulate or control a situation where you know, don't question me because I mean, you should because I'm humble. You know, I, I have a humble spirit. If I tell you something else, this may shock you. People may get upset, but a very very shy, timid person, they think that's not humility. And a shy person is a very proudful person. Yes, very self-centered. You say, how can I say that? Well, well it's all about I. I, 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 I don't want to go in there because everybody will be looking at me. Everybody, they'll be talking about me. Then I'm, I, I, I may look, I'll look stupid. I don't want, why are everybody looking at me? Why I'm, what's wrong with my clothes? It's I, me, my. I, me, my. You're self-centered. You're <laughs> You are self-conscious. You're con- only conscious of yourself. You're, you're self-centered, only thinking about you. So being prideful is not just the ones that's bragging all the time. It's those very, very shy ones. Are the ones who won't get up and do anything. Because why? Because what, what other people are saying about me. I don't want anybody saying to me, me, me. <laughs> so... That's true. I mean, I had to, I didn't know that at first too, because at one time I was a very, very shy person, believe it or not. And um, it was all about, because I didn't want people to see, to say anything about me. Now, let's, um, I'm going to read off some uh, things describing pride, what pride is. Pride is, um, a controlling spirit. One controlling spirit. A huge ego, which is, they're arrogant. Self-centered. Only thinking about themselves. Think everybody's paying attention to them. Disrespectful. Mean. Thinks very, very, High of themselves, thinks highly of themselves, and high maintenance. Oh man, it's, you have to go through so much to keep them happy. They've got to, you know, if it's water, they got to have the best water. You know, another one makes simple things difficult. Thinks everyone else is the problem. Everybody but them. They're also blind to themselves. They want to be important. And likes to look like the big shot. You know. They can't do it in secret. They spend money. Or they put money out there to show off. To, let, to show how big they are. Sometimes their pride is so big, it's bigger than their pocket. They'll go up there and give that money, put it on, then suffer when they leave. But they, they felt good right there, so everybody was looking at them. They got it going on. Or they got a lot of money. <laughs> and when they leave out, reality 
soaks in. <laughs> well, I know there aren't any prideful people listening in today, right? This didn't describe any of you, did it? Oh, of course not. <laughs> well, beloved brothers and sisters, this was more like a talk, wasn't it? But I want to thank you for joining me with this talk here at the Kingdom Hope Kingdom Ministry. Before we leave, uh, before I say my goodbyes, I want to play a song for you. It's a song by uh, some old friends. And I just do this in remembering Walter Hawkins and Ed Hawkins. This was recorded by the Edward Hawkins Singers and uh, Dorothy Morrison. It's called Oh Happy Day, but it's my version. <laughs> all right then. But before, no, I'm going to say my goodbye now. I want to thank you all for joining me here at All Hope Kingdom Ministry, where we're giving you food for thought. Our intention is to give you something more to think about. All right, beloved. Here is Oh Happy Day. I want the world to know the day I gave my life to God it was a, a happy day. Yes, it was. Is there anybody else in the house knowing what I'm feeling? Yeah, we know what you're feeling. Spit an image. Gideon Honey, what you saying? Give it up for the most high. Hey, yeah, come on, come on. Oh, happy day. Everybody in the world to come.
come together as one and praise the Lord. But I want you to do something with me. Can you do that? Huh? Come on, help me, help me. Say, oh, oh. Say, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Say, oh. Say, oh, oh. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Surrender can't be pretender. He's my defender, no longer sinner. Shout and say, Oh, happy day. Lord, you brought me a mighty long way. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice in him. I know that I am saved. Yeah. Then he and I need came to say, Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Hey. Hey. I ain't got great to praise the child. Yes, I need know what the Lord's about. It's happy day because I can't say, Thank you, Lord, for another day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice in him. I know that I am saved. Then he and I need came to say, Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Bye-bye, friends.